0: is going on everybody welcome to the dw experience we are on episode 10 i'm absolutely excited i hope everybody is having a great week um shout out to everybody out there those of you who are snowed in um baby powers out. i know a lot of you are going through out there so i just want to send a special shout out and um just say welcome Um, Tonight, hey Brianna, shout out to everybody Tonight I have a special guest I need you to click like and share Um, We're going to tag some people into this I have an awesome, amazing human being He is an entrepreneur He is a singer He is a songwriter He is a producer He is a a man of many hats Welcome everybody tonight uh, My friend Markevious Faulkner Oh. all right welcome to the show how are you today
1: uh no complaints man i can't complain
0: how are you i i'm doing well i i told you earlier you know i'm just straightforward i i was i was just a little nervous um, um just because you you i i think we talk outside, so to be talking on this stage and, and and interviewing you, I'm like, this is, and I know you don't do a lot of interviews, like when you agreed to do the interview, I was a little surprised because I was waiting on the no, and you were like, yes, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right. He, he's agreed to do the interview. So welcome to the show. I want to start from the beginning.
1: Can I say something before you start from the beginning? Absolutely. I love your theme song thank you
0: Mm -hmm. by the way it's in the key of b i like that that's a that's a nice key (laughs) thank you thank you and i'll tell you the funny story the funny story behind that theme song i came up with it in 10 seconds wow i need to be interviewing you (laughs) well so well okay next time when you have your show i i will be humbled and happy to be a guest on your show that that's Mm -hmm. From your lips to God's ears. So, you do music. You are the singer. You're doing this amazing. Part. First, first of all, let make sure you tag. Let me tag Markevious. Somebody make sure to tag Markevious in this, and we'll share it as we go. But you are from Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Number one, is there something in the water? What it just seems like so many great artists, singers, like Memphis is just full of music, like um, Carla, Irene, so many people come out of Memphis. What is it about Memphis?
1: Memphis is, a, I call it training ground. It's the breeding ground for talent. There are so many, I know 10 year olds that can sing and play rings around people that's been doing it 30 years. It's just, I think we're so used to it. Like we're numb to it. Uh, okay. Memphis is just loaded with just talent, uh, but we have a, a deep, rich history. Memphis has a, a deep history of talent. You know, I can go on and on about Memphis, but-
0: did, I'm, So I'm, did, so let me ask you, did, are you from a musical family? Did you, when did you know you could sing? When did you know you wanted to do this?
1: Um, I knew, I knew early on, I was a little, little boy uh, I was at my uncle's, my Uncle Boo Baby house. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> Uncle, to Uncle Boo Baby. Uncle Boo Baby, his name is Steve, but we call him Uncle Boo Baby. You know, everybody got an Uncle Boo Baby, Uncle Joe, all that. Uh, so I was with uh, with my mom over Uncle Boo Baby's house and he was, uh, that's when they had the, I thought he was rich because he had the, the big screen TV, the one with the, I call it the big booty in the back. Yes, uh, yes, yes, the big screen TV. And he was playing this video and I kept seeing a bunch of guys on the microphone or well, at least I didn't know what it was, now I know was a microphone. And they was, uh, one guy stepped out and said, can I let daddy sing, can I let that? I remember them doing that. And I just remember them sweating and how the audience was like really into it. And later, you know, found out it was a Canton Spirituals but just me seeing that visual and he having a keyboard and an organ or something in his home, uh, even in preschool, just like seeing Mr. Ferguson play the piano. Like, I don't it was just something that just like I got to figure out what that is and how can I be a part of it? Uh, I just naturally was drawn to it. So very early on.
0: Do you remember your first solo?
1: My first solo. Uh, I don't, you know, the first time I was, you know, in front of people, it wasn't musically. Okay. Uh, my mom had a production company called Eminem Production. Okay. And uh, we were put on like shows. And I was, I want to say I was, uh, who was I? Whatever it was, it was a Black history kind of thing. And um, I did a speech. Uh, and then my first solo was, Lord, help me to hold out. Uh, Jumpy Key had a, Lord, help me to hold out. That was my first solo, I remember. Uh, but. Yeah, those two experiences was
0: like the early experience of me being in front of people like on the microphone. <laughs> so there is this young Markevious. I want to make sure you, you can hear me, right? Yes. Okay. So young Markevious in Memphis, Tennessee. When do you decide to come to Vegas? How did your life navigate to pursuing music and taking it to another level by leaving Memphis? When did that come about
1: um it came about 2011. i started thinking about like because i was by 2008 or so i had already like put out music i would already been like on the radio and doing things like pretty early uh, as a young young guy um but i wanted to learn production i wanted to learn show business i just i'm i'm the kind of person i always just want to like keep going to the next level, like, I'm not very like, I'm a busybody, you know, when it comes to like, my work ethic is crazy. So um, when I started researching uh places, I can go to learn show business and production, and Vegas was just like, entertainment capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when I knew, like, I need to come to Vegas, I need to learn production, learn show business, learn lighting, uh stage presence, all those kind of things, because Memphis it's de- definitely heavily rooted in like gospel. Um, I didn't I didn't learn show business, I didn't learn how to perform a tour necessarily. Even though I toured before I got here, I didn't learn those things, the principles of them, until I moved to Las Vegas, uh eight, nine years ago.
0: Do you feel like you plateaued out of Memphis? Like, do you feel like you had done all that you could do in Memphis?
1: In a, in a sense, I do. But I know there's there's some, you know, so much more I could have done in Memphis, but Memphis didn't have the, the platform, uh, you know, that I needed to, you know, keep going. So I guess to answer the question, yes. And I just wanted more and okay. I wanted to wait, you know.
0: So and I want to go back to your musical background, but you get to Vegas. And and now, um, for those of you who may not know, he, he you have worked with Frankie Marino, um, where you um, congratulations, you have your gold record for half a million records sold. How did you end up working with Frankie? What were your first jobs when you came to Vegas?
1: Oh, oh man, nobody never asked me this. Um, so <laughs> uh, working with Frankie, I was I got a phone call from Crystal. Crystal uh, Wesley sings with Frankie as well. So I got a phone call from her because we were doing. They were doing a show, um, a, a Ray Charles show,
0: mm-hmm. the choir. Uh, were you on that gig? No, you yeah, wanna... no, 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 a couple of years ago, where we did the um, the Elvis,
1: the um... yeah, yeah. No, you weren't on that one, but yeah, okay. that, no, that was another gig, but. I was 2000. I don't know when this was, but I got a phone call. Frankie wanted a choir. So Crystal just reached out. I think she was overseas at the time or somewhere. She reached out and she's like, Hey, I'm trying to put a choir together for a show at the Smith Center. If you're available, like, blah, blah. So I was like, Cool. I put on all black. I don't know who Frankie was. I went, I did the sound check. I was like, Man, so a white guy can sing. You know, <laughs> I pick on him about that all the time. So I, um, I did the show, but it was a part of the show. I'm going to tell you how I started with Frank. It was a part of the show where the, the choir had to come out through the audience. And we were singing, please, please don't go. We was just doing that and walking out. And, you know, he's, I was in the front of the choir and um, he was on stage and he just watched the choir come out. And he was like, who is that guy? Like, he's connecting with the audience. or like something about him. So the funny the funny part of the story is Frankie had been looking for me for weeks and weeks after the show. I didn't shake hands. I didn't network. I just did the gig and went back home. In fact, I was uh, to answer the other question, I was not getting work out here. You okay. know? So I'd applied for uh, a job like a traditional office job nine to five thing. And I kid you now, this is a true story the day i went through like several interviews you know it's different rounds so this was a high paying like ooh, a job you know you know <laughs> so <laughs> uh so i went through my third interview and i got the job and i'm driving with my shirt and top. i'm driving to uh this this company i won't say the name of the company <laughs> so i'm driving to the company i pull in the parking lot and i park my car and i'm crying like <sighs> i came all the way to vegas and this is whatever. So I'm getting out the car. My phone's ringing. I'm like, who keep calling me? Answer the phone. He's like, hey, this is Frankie Marino. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, what's happening? He was like, man, I've been looking for you. I got a job for you. If you want to be a part of our band, we're going to Australia in two weeks. I would love for you to be a part of this band. Huh. Uh, let me call you back. And I was like, job. Job. Job, job. And I end up calling them back. I never went in the building. Uh I sent the email and you know politely declined the position. I never went in the building. And from then, like, God has just been blessing, you know, ever since, since I've been in Vegas.
0: So okay, so I'm I'm gonna change it up a little bit, but I mean listening to your story. Number one, did you want to give up? Was there a time you're not getting work? You come to Vegas. It's not going. The, you know, you're you're not booking the gigs now. You have to go to a regular job. The last thing you came to Vegas for. Were you discouraged? Did you did you want to quit, or did you believe that I know something's gonna something's gonna break at some point?
1: Uh, both, both. My natural man was like, man, this is cray cray, man. I was doing well in Memphis. I had no reason to leave Memphis. I was singing, playing, producing, doing all that back home. And then my spiritual man was like, don't forget who you are. Don't forget your dreams. Don't forget what you journal about, your vision boards. So mm. things you your vision casting. And I'm I'm very huge on vision casting. So um, so absolutely I wanted to give up because I wasn't getting any work. Nobody knew who I was. Like people knew me back home, and people were it's so crazy. I can go back. Uh, Go back home and take pictures and listen to myself on the radio in the whole region, the whole southern uh, part of the states or even East Coast. But out here, nobody knew who I was. I came out here with nothing. I didn't have my car. Um, I didn't have a a whole lot of money. I had my, you know, royalty checks and residuals. But I didn't just have hard liquid cash on me like that. Um, In fact, I was catching the bus because I didn't have a car. Uber wasn't out. Mm -hmm. So I was catching the bus. The only street I knew was Rancho and Las Vegas Boulevard. Those are the only two streets I knew. Uh, so absolutely I, I, there were moments where I didn't want to to do this and didn't want to pursue this. and I was like, "What other gifts do I have? What administrative gifts do I have, and how can I you know do work? Let me ask you, are people jealous of you? I, I'm learning that I believe people are. But I struggle with that because I have no clue why.
0: I mean, just listening to your story, you know you've you've been you've been blessed, and I think sometimes. When people look from the outside, they see, you know, he's working with Frankie. He's got this this business, this vocal teacher. He's working with. I mean, you've worked with some of our favorite celebrities: Kim Burrell, um, Lexi. Uh, you know, I don't even want to name all the all the people that you've worked with because you have literally. I know that you can open your phone right now and call call up some people because you just, you know. People respect you, so I wonder: like, do do you find people jealous of you? Do you find that, um, as they say, they hating?
1: Well, you know, one of the one of the things that I learned the past maybe five years or so, like, I learned that that's not my responsibility because I mm. was that responsibility. But if you feel some type of way about me living, breathing, and functioning, and my gift that I didn't ask for, it was a gift. So I got it at birth. Uh, That's not—it's not—it's none of my business how you feel about me being who I am. That's—that's you. Uh, If you talk to me, if you get to know me, uh, you will. If if you knew my story, you knew how I got to, you know, where I am now. Why would you? You know, you would. Yeah, if God can do it for me, He can do it for you too. So.
0: so with all of your experience, and we have so much more to talk about, but being in the industry, you have been in the, in the industry for well over 10 years professionally. Up till now, what has Marcivius learned about himself and about the industry?
1: Um, what I learned about the industry is you really need... its Talent is... 40% mm-hmm. of, of the whole picture. Talent, singing, the whole musical part. Um, the other 60 is how you made people feel, who you are off stage. Um, there are some people who are overly talented, but they have the worst attitude. They're self-righteous. They're so successful in their mind. They've been there, done that, recorded this, opened up for this person and they have the self, self-righteousness self and I learned that uh, and I learned this from Donna Lawrence and I know my Angelou said, but Donna Lawrence told me one time like people don't remember what you sound like. they remember how you make them feel. Um, and I always carry that with me. And what I learned about myself is I genuinely, genuinely love teaching and I genuinely love and I love people. And I'm, I'm naturally introverted, but I absolutely love people so much where it sometimes breaks my heart when oh. I hear someone's jealous or hear that someone's uh, someone feel a certain way about me. That that actually Bob, like messes with me sometimes. How do you think you've made people feel? Um, I hope people feel good. I hope people feel inspired. My gift is not music. My that's uh, most people think, oh, your gift is music and producing and writing. And no, my gift is a gift of encouragement, a gift of teaching, and I have a natural gift of wisdom. If I was an auto mechanic, I would be trying to teach people how to be an auto mechanic. If I was a basketball player, I would want to teach the fundamentals of basketball, not to be the star. So I hope people feel good. That's my that's my goal that you feel good, inspired or encouraged uh, being connected to me in any kind of way.
0: So like, it sounds like what I'm hearing, the gift is the conduit to what you're really called to do or called to be. Talk mm-hmm. about that some more, because thats I find that so fascinating to even, you know, hear you say, you know, music is not really my calling. You know, I think there are some people listening right now that are listening on the replay that you just blew their mind because you have people who are killing themselves to get in the industry, who you know who want to make it who who haven't had the success and, and they feel like they're not working in their gift but what i'm hearing from you is your gift is not your your calling is not necessarily your gift can you talk about that
1: so and i learned this because i study gifts and i study gifts from a biblical perspective most people think because they have a natural talent that's their purpose so sometimes a lot of frustration comes with a lot of artists and creative people because you have a skill set that you're good at and you feel like that's your purpose in life because you have a skill set. You can Uh play piano. Right. But once you figure out the gifts of the spirit, once you study the gifts of the spirit uh, and the fruit of the spirit and find who you are and that list (laughs) from that, that that God given gifts and, and music is not one of the gifts. Of the spirit, there's a gift of encouragement, wisdom, um, uh, pastor, evangelist, teacher, prophet. You know, those are gifts from God. Now you can use, and uh, Sherry Jones Moffitt, to, and it's not like no name dropping. These are people from Memphis that I'm just cool with, right? But I no, no, it's okay. Also, hey, Sherry, <laughs> uh, she sings "Encourage Yourself." By the way, that's the yeah, okay. But uh, she, you know, that little old song, yeah. She always reminded me that you can use whatever vehicle you choose. And the reason why I feel like God has blessed me because I use the vehicle of music because I'm, I have a skill set and that I have a passion and a, and a heart for it. So I use it as a vehicle to get my message across of encouragement and power. Mm-hmm. My dream is to help make other people's dreams come true. I do not like being on the spotlight, being in the spotlight. That's I think it's too boring for me. Being a star is boring. I feel like stars burn and they fall, right? Mm. Uh, songs, they, That's they good. That's good. It's temporary. It's temporary, but if I can help produce stars, if I can be a producer of blessings, I'm happier that way. I'm happier when I'm teaching. Like I love touring. I've been around the world a couple of times, literally a couple of times, but I'm even more happier like if I'm teaching and inspiring and encouraging uh, Daryl, encouraging John, or Ashley or Freddie to be who they
0: are, that I can sleep better at night than me being like woohoo, you know. So that's that's so good because it, it really, boy, if I can say it this way, you can be a hairstylist, but your calling would be to encourage people to feel better about themselves through doing hair. Am I
1: saying that right? There are people who work in the beauty industry and and sometimes people know their purpose and sometimes people just naturally just kind of own that frequency when they're doing well because you just tapped into it but when you know your purpose is to make people feel better and not be self-conscious and to feel beautiful in some kind of way and you just so happen to know how to do hair and make people feel great it's the conversations that you're having in the chair while you're getting braided or twisted or locked or shampooed. it's those conversations it's i'm telling you that's why the bible says your gift will make room for you. It didn't say your talent. It didn't say your skill set. It said your gift. And you have to really, really, I take, i gonna tell you, I encourage people to Google spiritual gift test. If you Google it, it's a long test. It's about 50, maybe 100 questions. Take that test, and you may see that you may be number one in administration. You may be a phenomenal singer, but you're number one in administration. So ask God to, God, help me. How can I use my talent and my gift and how can I merge them to serve serve the world, serve mankind? So I figured out mine is teaching, mine is encouraging, encouragement. So I used my gift and my natural skill set in music and I merged them. That's why I have, you know, the business I have. I can't hear you.
0: new way to promote your business look no further hit me up at the dw Experience 702 at gmail.com or just dm me we're waiting on you
1: I can't
2: hear you. Yep. Have you always wanted to learn to play an instrument, write a song or work with a vocal coach? Melodic Minds Music Academy is more than your average studio for beginner and professional music lessons. Here at Melodic Minds, we strive to use music as a vessel to build self-confidence respect, and discipline to help our students accomplish their goals and dreams. For several years, Melodic Minds has created a culture that fosters artistic creativity. We teach aspiring musicians, songwriters, performers, and singers of all ages and learning capacities. Visit us at www.melodicmindsmusicacademy.com. Click, enroll, and start perfecting your craft today.
1: All right. Arcadius, What's going on, brother? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you?
0: Jumped on in. I saw that DW was having uh a malfunction with the microphone, so I'll come and fill in. So, um, coming into the interview, I just wanted to kind of add on to it. Oh, there he goes. So can you hear me? You. We can hear you now. Can I tell you something? In all the 10 episodes and a month and a half I have been doing this show, this has never ever happened to me one time it happens on dante's show and uh, you know i was at the new beginning i'm back y'all thank you pastor Jay, for stepping in i was gonna ask a question before i get off yeah go ahead absolutely please so we know all about your successes and all the great you're doing what is your next goal for 2021
1: the next goal for 2021 um I am starting, uh, I know I'm probably jumping ahead of the interview, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting two things. I'm starting uh, to mobilize music education. Uh, so we're going to have buses that go out into underserved communities to, to, you know, build academics in our young people. And also I'm launching a product line of uh, music education games. So it will be card games, board games, uh, actual physical drop the puck down the thing kind of game. So, those are my two goals to really, really dive into this music education thing to enhance the minds and help with some of these uh, test scores in our community and stuff. So, those are, those are the goals I have.
0: So, so, let's talk. Go ahead. So, you're adding to, so that you're trying to add something to be able to build a legacy so that when you leave this earth, you say, I build a legacy to the next generation of singers.
1: Hey, I, I'm more I'm more so focused on the the mindset of creative individuals. I'm not necessarily thinking about a legacy per se, but I just know how it is being young, growing up, and not having that platform, uh being called weird, being called different, but having that space where you can be who you are and using mind using music as a tool to like, you know, inspire those. So that's that's really my goal for 2021. Like, It's not like to build my name, put my name on something say, I did this when I left the earth, you know, before I leave the earth, nothing like that. Um, just music education, enhancing minds and letting people know that it's okay to be who you are. And you can, I'm using music as a vehicle for that. Yeah. Hey,
0: well, thank you everybody. This is Pastor J. I'll see y'all and be watching in the crowd. Thank is- you, Pastor J. Shout out to Pastor J. what's going on everybody i am back uh tag all of your friends tag everybody let them know dw is back Um, I'm going to just assume that the devil is really mad and that there's going to be some really great information. Somebody is going to be inspired. Somebody is going to be uplifted. So listen, technical difficulties, it happens, but we're going to keep going. That's what we do. The difference between a failure and someone who is successful is that the successful person got back up again. So this is what we're going to do, y'all. Let's start over again
1: welcome welcome to the dw
0: experience le welcome, welcome to the Welcome, welcome, welcome to the DW experience. Hey, welcome to the D. Tell everybody we're back on experience. You ready for tonight? Hey what's going on everybody welcome back i am going to bring to the stage my friend the talented markevius faulkner Markevious, let's make the devil mad that's clearly what's going on if if we're getting good here's the thing and let's just keep going with it um is there a time look listen i got my questions i'm ready see he, he thought he was mad but um has there been a time that something like this has happened to you? Have you dropped the mic? Have you forgotten the words? Has, has the what, what experience have you had where it's like you had to keep going?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, man. We've I've been on stage where the sound completely goes out, um, and it's a room sold out show. Like we got to keep going. You know, if if it's what you do, uh, you just do what you do. You don't have to say it ain't a season. The devil all busy. Just do what you do boom, keep going. So, absolutely,
0: man. I think a lot of times we look for perfection as opposed to just, you know, going through it and understanding that there are going to be glitches, that that there are going to be mistakes. So, um, as we've talked in the interview, we've talked about gifts. Um, you, you've talked about really your, your spirituality being important to you. Let me ask you, who is God to Marquevious?
1: God is... God is music. God is truth. Uh, God is love. God is peace. Uh, God is joy. Uh, God is a friend, a comforter. Uh, I always say, always thank God for soothing me. Uh Thank you for soothing me because I I have moments where I need that kind of peace. Did I say friend already? Because he's definitely a friend. I don't, I don't have yeah. a whole lot of friend, necessi- friends necessarily,
0: but God is definitely a
1: friend. Uh, uh, he's a, a void filler. I can go on and on about...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's so many, many things to you. So what is the most difficult decision you've made to pursue your destiny?
1: Um, I can be honest. I don't know if anything... Difficult. Um, I don't know if anything felt difficult, I, I honestly feel this way, I feel like God honors my uh, creativity and I think, and I believe God honors my preparedness. Um, mm. So nothing has been very difficult. We are I always tell people like God and I, we're, it's almost like we're business partners. Mm. <laughs> so. If I have an idea, I know it comes from him, but if I have a dream, or an idea, I write it down and I just ask him to breathe on it. So I only make moves and decisions based on what I wrote, not just what I think. I don't wing anything. I'm very strategic and I try to be as sound as possible. So nothing has been difficult in the decision making. There's been difficult parts you know, getting to whatever the goal is, you know, challenges, but I hadn't had any difficult moments in making decisions.
0: Okay. Um, One one of my, uh, one of my friends, Dante, he was on earlier and he mentioned that longevity in any genre is difficult, but seems harder in gospel. Would you consider yourself a gospel artist? And do you think that statement is true in regards to longevity?
1: I think it, I think, it has truth to it and i and i know what he means when he say that but i believe the reason why maybe in gospel it can be difficult to have longevity is because gospel is the the genre where you you're not supposed to be the star Mm. all singing about the star so you like the help (laughs) that's Uh, good but a lot of times people in their writing and when they create things they create to be the star, so it's mm-hmm. hard to break into the industry. Uh, it's hard because you're the focal point. Everything has your name on it. You have the most branding. You're the you're the star. Uh, so I think longevity and gospel. Uh, in fact, I think people have longer uh, careers in gospel because of the content. Like the content of the music is more emotional. You know, it's a you need it kind of thing. And do I consider myself a gospel artist? If gospel means the good news, then absolutely. But as it pertains to the gospel music industry that we created, uh, I don't necessarily know if I solely only fit in that industry because I like to write things about love. I like to write uh, things about um, that inspire people. And it's not necessarily saying the name of Jesus all the time or uh it's not pushing a, a certain religion. Uh, mm. so yeah.
0: Do you do you think gospel artists miss the mark? Like you mentioned, like where you know gospel music is, is talking about the star and, and we're we the conduit, we're the help to the star. Do you think gospel artists miss the mark?
1: I don't know if I have the, the grounds to say if gospel artists miss the mark, but uh, <laughs> but I think sometimes just because I'm a songwriter and the the way I hear songs written, uh, I think we should write to, to help others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if you write a song about the pain and, and the hurt, uh, maybe a part of the song can talk about how someone cannot be in pain and not be hurt. So I think in our writing, sometimes we miss the mark. I don't know about character and, you know, the industry as a whole, but the content that we put out sometimes I don't think it necessarily always reflects uh who God is. It reflects who we are of uh, our our isms sometimes. And I, I think that could be a distraction sometimes.
0: Well, and I mean, it's not really about character, but do you think a gospel celebrity is oxymoronic? Because if we're talking about the star, should gospel artists be celebrities? Does, does that, what's your thought on that? Well,
1: the, the term celebrity, um, it, 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 I forget the, the root word I studied this, I should know this, um, but you celebrate, You you celebrate, the person uh, for for who they are and what they're doing. Right. So it's OK to celebrate someone who's impacted millions of people, I think, is when we when our egos kind of comes with the celebration. And now we need a thousand piece entourage and we only want red m ms in our dressing rooms, I think yeah. those kind of things when our ego comes with the celebrity, it's OK to be a celebrity. Jesus was a celebrity you know John the Baptist put him on the map he was like I know y'all come to see me but y'all gotta check out this dude he is the dude he was a celebrity uh, so good. I think it's okay to be a celebrity um, I, I don't think it's okay that you you're trying to be a celebrity uh, for the clout and for for all of that then you're really not creative you're just out here trying to do something but real creative people naturally are celebrities you're naturally because you're a creator you don't you don't imitate anybody so everything you do is brand new it's organic and no one's seen it or heard it before because you create from scratch before they were called artists the bible called them craftsmen we we create we build things we build sounds we build chords lyrics structures of songs uh we build shows like this because artists artistic people is not just a musical thing (laughs) <laughs> you're an artist, you build, you're a craftsman. So I think celebrity comes with that because it's new territory, you know? That's so, good. But ego is where we fall. That's why That's why Lucifer is who he is today because of his ego.
0: That's good. You are teaching, which brings me to my next point, Melodic Minds Music Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read somewhere that... Um, the school was birthed and, and helped to be birthed. Um, the pastor of Nehemiah Ministries, I um, Pastor uh, Kelsey West, pa- Pastor West, Pastor Kelsey West. Tell us about that story. Um, tell us a little bit about your your music school and how it how it came about. Okay, so
1: I created Melodic Minds because I started to realize it was two reasons. I started to realize. Um, that in churches, especially like smaller churches, uh, they not necessarily struggle, but I'm just gonna use the word struggle with having to pay musicians because musicians kind of handle ministry a little differently. Um, They're not there for ministry. They treat it like a gig. So a lot of of ministries that mean well uh, struggle because they have to pay out musicians. So I thought it would be really Really dope. Can I say dope on here? I thought it'd be yeah, really I cool. Can say dope. <laughs> I thought it'd be really cool to teach young people how to play instruments uh and learn their craft and they can play in church because they didn't they weren't clouded by the gig mentality of oh, something. Yeah. They didn't show up smelling like weed all the time or show up late or uh, fumbling through songs or you know, fumbling through songs. So I wanted to create a space to educate young people to play in ministry as well but i also wanted to bridge the gap between singers and musicians because singers don't necessarily feel like they're musicians and musicians sometimes feel like oh, like they're auto mechanics like oh they don't know what they're talking about we're going to play it in this key so i wanted to create melodic minds that's why i call it melodic minds because the voice is the the first instrument that's the most yeah. important instrument. if you out somewhere and there's a, a band playing um, nobody's going to be like, shh, let's listen to the jazz band way off in the corner. It's beautiful instruments. You're just going to be talking because it's, it's called ambiance music. But if someone gets on their microphone and say, hello, everybody, everybody, shh. someone's speaking, that's the most important instrument. So I wanted to let singers know that you have a very important instrument and yeah. I'm going to you how to play your instrument and you are also a musician. So those, that's the reason why I have melodic minds too. To let people know, like, you have an instrument. Your whole body's an instrument.
0: Play it. <laughs> that, that's good. I, fun fact about Markevis. Marquis has perfect pitch. Relatively. That, do, do you have perfect pitch? Or, I think you have perfect pitch.
1: Relatively.
0: <laughs> it depends what, on the, <laughs> what, what key is my what key is my theme song in? Your theme
1: song is in a key of B.
0: You picked it out. What? You you um, play the piano. How uh, many instruments do you play?
1: Uh, I play. I play a few instruments. I understand a lot of instruments. Uh, I play piano. I play a little acoustic guitar. I play trumpet, uh, trombone, uh, a little organ, little drums. But I understand. Other instruments because I study the science of like treble cliff and the science of bass cliff and those kind of things. So um, and voice, I, I sometimes see how I'm forgetting about that instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play that instrument as well. So,
0: what keeps you humble? You you know, and and why teach instead of you 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 could be doing all of these things for yourself? Why do it for other people? And what keeps you humble?
1: Um, it's, it's and I'm a, I'm gonna answer the question backwards it's not that i don't do things as an artist because i absolutely i'm a craftsman uh, sure. so i build and create because i have a certain message as well um, but what keeps me humble uh i'm not lifted you know what i mean like i'm not like i'm not around i'm not around people that have me all elevated sky high so mm-hmm. i don't have to, like work so hard on being humble like i'm just I'm just who I am like I've always it's just it's just who I am you know
0: so what do you love that people say about you uh you know I actually like when people
1: think I'm funny okay because you know I think I'm funny sometimes okay when people think I'm funny I think that's pretty cool because I can be uh, hilarious at times. My whole family is really funny. Uh,
0: really? Okay. So, so <laughs> what, let me, let me ask you this also, what is the misconception that your friends have about you? What, what is it that your friends believe about you? That's absolutely untrue.
1: Uh, well, it's hard to answer that because if you, my friend, you would, you would kind of know, but I would just say just people in general, um, I think I come across extremely outgoing Mm -hmm. and I'm not as outgoing as I come, come across. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just when you're working and doing things in your purpose and your gift, you, it just naturally pushes you out. It's not that I am trying to be outgoing like that, but it just naturally pushes you out. So most people probably think I'm like this big, huge social butterfly that likes to, be up front and have my name on things but the truth is I like to be at home I like quiet <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah yeah
1: yeah useful things yeah
0: and it's, I mean you have you wear so many hats we we, we haven't even delved into you are uh back in school you um have pledged Phi beta sigma you do so much outside of music also um what drives you like what what why did you decide to go back to school? What made you join Phi Beta Sigma? Did I say that right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so the reason why I went back to school, um, and th- this is its not a long story. I was just telling a fraternity brother like 45 minutes ago. Uh, my, my father wasn't necessarily in my life consistently mm-hmm. uh, in the household. So... Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why i carried the last name of a guy that i didn't have a tight relationship with i knew my mom i knew that side of the family but i didn't know my father and that side very well so uh and yeah and, and i'd be telling him like i'd be apologizing because i don't always share this, the flip side of the story we have a great relationship now like god brought that thing like full circle so the reason why I wanted to go back to school is not because I feel like I need to have letters behind my name, uh, because I'm not one of those pro, go to college. You know, I'm not that person necessarily. But me having identity issues growing up and carrying my last name, my first name is already kind of weird, and then carrying last name, you don't know a legacy. Um, I went back to school because me knowing my father now and knowing his father and knowing the desires and passions and who I am on the Faulkner side, I wanted to go back to school, not just for me, but so my family could be proud of something as well. And so, you know, my father and his father and and so forth can be proud. So that's why I went back to school, to be honest, to, to create some meaning uh Behind uh, my name, and also I know a lot of people in my family wasn't able, didn't have the opportunity to go to college, and I had the opportunity uh, to, to to finish. I didn't necessarily, I don't necessarily feel like I needed, it, but I had the opportunity to do. It.
0: Let's okay. I want to talk about that a little bit. We're, we're going to play a game in a little bit, but talking about your father, and he's probably watching. The- L- shout out to Mr. Faulkner it's going to be good stuff but what what would you say to people who who don't have the greatest relationship with their parent with their mother or their father it's very interesting how you talked about identity and and knowing yourself so how did your relationship get better what would you say to those because I believe there are people who are going to be watching who need to to hear this what would you say to them it's the F word. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 You
1: have to not blame people for whatever they didn't do. You have to understand that, especially if your parents meant well, you know, or they may have had their own challenges, you have to forgive even without the apology. And I feel like that is the key. Like, I forgave. I've, I've forgiven my dad. I've forgiven my mom. I've forgiven. You know, whoever, however my upbringing was. And I also had to forgive myself and move out of my own way. So some people use it like motivation. Yeah, I'm for the beat because nobody was in my life. And I'm for the, yeah, but the truth is you hurting and you really want your daddy and you 45, but you really still want your daddy. You still want your mom. So, when did
0: you forgive yourself?
1: Uh, it, w- it was a while ago. It had to been maybe 2008, the start hmm. of my, my artistry. You know as an ind- as an independent solo artist that's what like gave me the the freedom to like to just like go on and go on and do the thing you you're you gonna be okay you've forgiven yourself you are forgiven your upbringing you are forgiven whatever because people did the best they could you know so yeah that's the key i, I feel like it's forgiveness
0: that's really good like so I think sometimes we don't take into consideration that we're all doing the best that we can and that our level or our ability um everybody's level is is different. That's one thing I learned, you know, even with my father is that he gave me what he could give me mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to give me any more. And and that was that was something I had to really really accept. That that's good stuff. That's really good. I believe God I believe
1: God set it up for me that way so he could like have a space because if I just had my daddy, my daddy would have been like who to me. And because he wasn't like woo to me, God had opportunity to be woo to me. Right. So I would have been all in because I love pretty hard, you know, Uh Uh, so I would have been my daddy, my mama, my daddy, my mama. But God flawed them just enough for me that he had like some space that I needed him. Like I needed God. So, yeah.
0: Can we just pause right there? Because what you said was just heavy. God flawed them so that you could have the opportunity to, to be closer to God. We don't always look at situations like that.
1: Yeah.
0: That was a good aha moment. Yeah. All right. So we are going to switch over into this game I've created for the DW experience called Truth or Sing. <laughs> Sing? Sing? Truth or or Sing, yes. Uh, um, Shout out to the wonderful people who do Song Association. Uh, One of my inspirations, shout out to Terrell G. Rice. So um, he inspired this game. So the object of the game, you can either, it's kind of like truth or dare, but truth or sing. So um, I am going to ask you a question. You can choose to answer or you can choose to sing. If you choose to sing, I will give you a word that you have 10 seconds to either um sing it in the song or the word is in the title. All right. Okay. Okay, gotcha. All right. So let we'll start with something easy. When is the last time you cried?
1: Uh about an hour ago. What happened? Uh, I was I was just telling a fraternity brother uh the story of how God mended my relationship with my father
0: um mm.
1: uh, i was sharing with him how i got to see my dad like get baptized and how we like text and how cool we are now and my face was wet <laughs> from that's joy good. from joy.
0: okay that's good i like that um who's the worst artist that you have ever worked with <laughs> you want to sing Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The word is more. Ten seconds. What's the song
1: with more in it? <laughs> is that my is that my alarm?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's your, that's your alarm. That's okay. They were more. What has more in it? Um, I give you more, more. I don't know. Yeah, that song, uh, Lawrence Flowers. Yeah,
1: sorry. I was gonna think. Um, I want more, 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 Jesus, more of you. Give I need so much more, Jesus, more, more, more. I don't know who sing this song. You know what song. Did it do it again? It went away again. You want to just Facebook live me or something? Unplug it, plug it in.
0: I've never had this happen before. There it is. I can hear you now. I've never had this happen before. Like This this computer has been nice to me. My mic has been nice to me. And we're going to get through a couple more questions. Okay, so you lost that first round, just to be clear, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, What is a secret you've kept from your parents?
1: A secret I've kept from my parents? Like, which one? (laughs) is <laughs> <That's> the question. <laughs> Your phone went out again.
0: <laughs> Unmute yourself. Answer or sing. You can answer or you can yeah, sing. I'll sing. <laughs> okay. Uh the word is Jehovah. Now, if you don't get this right, we I'm fight you.
1: Jehovah God. Thank you. I reveal my confused heart. Unlock this
0: farming well built guard. There you go, <laughs> very good. Um, I was sharp. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what I'm gonna do. You can still hear me? Yep, this is- I'm, I'm gonna get everything out of this and then I want to have you back on when we get all the te- technical difficulties out of the way. But mm-hmm. what is the song that's gotten you through 2020? What is your song that? when, when you you've felt low or, or just with everything that's going on, what has been that one song that has gotten you through 2020?
1: There's two songs. Okay. Uh, I've been listening to Karen Clark Shear, Holy thou Art Holy. Okay. A Holy thou Art God, I believe it's called. That song is just so skillfully written. Uh, I've been listening to that song all last year. And then Twinkie Clark is like a Clark sister thing, which is very random for me. Uh, she has a song uh, called um, Worship the King.
0: Can you sing a little bit of it?
1: Um, There's a praise on the inside. My soul is satisfied. Something like that. Uh, I love that song so much, man. I want to. I get emotional when I hear that song. But I, the song, Holy, Thou art holy, and uh, worship the King. Like, man,
0: uh, Marquius, you can sing. I mean, we know you can sing, but you're Let me give you some more words because I just want to hear you sing. The next word is love.
1: Love.
0: <laughs> Did I
1: hear you sing this before? So many things I've got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how because there's a possibility that you look at me differently. Love, that's it. I have a surgery on my mouth, man, so I sound horrible right now. So,
0: <laughs> you know what? Here's what I,
1: here's what I... Uh, just it went away when you did something. I was hearing you at first. I'm mute, sir. Oh. sir. We could have just Facetime. You want to just Facebook Live me, or or it has, it has to be on this platform, right? I'm muted, sir.
0: What is your advice to up and cut? See, it's it's. I'll say this, number one, well, let me just say this, Daryl Walter, whatever you are doing, don't give up, don't quit. Markevis, you said it best, don't despise small beginnings. I'm going to put my notes to the side. What I do know for sure is that there are going to be stumbling blocks and roadblocks, and this is the lesson that I'm getting out of it. This is not an opportunity to fail or give up or, or lay down. And a lot of you out there, you are on your way to greatness. But you may have hit a stumbling block you may have hit a time where your sound has went out but you haven't lost your voice so i just want to say don't give up you're a teacher you're an entrepreneur you're an artist you are a man you are not just the jack of all trades you are the master of many trades you do everything with excellence Mm -hmm. as someone in this business, who has longevity? You have worked with many artists. Um, you have artists that you are developing. Um, a a kit, Kaylee, is a kit. Uh, the young lady, um, Austin, you have. Austin. And, and And the other lovely young singer. Um, uh,
1: which one? Uh, Lindsay. Lindsay.
0: Uh-huh. Lindsay. Uh-huh. Um, you pour into them. What would be your advice to young Markevius, to young Austin, to young Lindsey? What would you say to these artists that are coming up now in 2021?
1: Just keep creating. Whatever you see, execute it. But I'm really big on writing it down. You have to write it down. When you write it down, it's real. You can ball it up. You can rip it. It becomes real. Write it down. Mm. Real if it's just in your mind. So even for yourself, what you just did is what David has done in the Bible. He encouraged himself and how you flipped it to encourage somebody else. This is platform. This is this is technology. It's flawed. Right. But it's flawed just enough where it keeps you humble and God is going to elevate you. This is this is nothing you you running all that right now. Wait till you get to the point where your producers come up to your room and say, we're ready for you because they're running sound, they're running cameras, they're running lighting and all that. So just to I'm gonna answer the question, but you you be encouraged because, like I said, do not des- des- despise the small. I'm getting excited. Do not despise the small beginnings. And for any artist, any creator, any uh, craftsman, I should say, just keep creating and be who you are and whatever you see, strategize, try to execute what you see, and don't let everybody get in your ear. Everybody don't see what you see. People mean well, but they don't see what you see.
0: They don't see what you see. Listen, going into 2021, first of all, let's talk about some of your music. You came out with your single um, last year, um, um, and I was just playing it. Um I Won't fail you. Uh, 2020, the title of your song is, what is the title of your song? I Won't Fail You. I, how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Um, that's actually the only song on my album that I didn't write. I didn't write "I Won't Fail You." It's right. written by uh, a guy named David Gillard and Marquis Walker. Um, they presented me with the song. It was going on a Memphis compilation album. They presented me with a song. I was like, "Man, a song, ha!" <clears throat> but um, but it was definitely I definitely connected with the song. Uh, it's just my plea to God, like no matter. No matter what I'm doing, no matter if I do stray away, I promise you I won't fail you. I know what you told me, and I know I know you trust me and I trust you so i'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do because i do I do not want to fail you.
0: What is one thing that you want to leave the people with? What should people know about marus like when when it's all said and done, what do you want people to know?
1: I want people to know that God is bigger than your religion god is bigger than than your denomination god is bigger than your own self righteousness your attitude mm. your creativity uh god is not just an american god god is a mm. global god and and i want people to know that god while we while we're so into ourselves artistically and musically, the Bible says that God created the birds in the sky, the beast in the field, the fish in the water, the vegetation that grew out of the ground. And out of everything that he created, God said, and it was good. So before there was a Marquevious, before there was a Daryl, before there was a Kimberrell or a Stevie Wonder, whoever, who God had already praised himself and said it was good. So God don't necessarily need us to be celebrities and be stars musically because God created praise and worship. God created everything and then pat himself on the back. So I want people to know like that God is bigger than who we are. He is he is massive. The the whatever all that God is, is is his. The Bible says his ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So just don't put limits on God. God may not come in the form of your religion or your church or the music that you think is saving people because some people get blessed in other genres to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I didn't come to God at the altar saying Jesus real fast. <laughs> I didn't find God that way. I found God in other music. I didn't grow up in church necessarily. Yeah. So I found God in other ways and you have to be liberal in your mind and your heart enough to know that God is a liberal. God.
0: That's so good. I mean, you know, people would assume that you did grow up in church. So to even hear that conversation, but the knowledge you just dropped, God being a global God beyond our religion, beyond our own thoughts. Markevious, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, they can find you on all social media platforms. Where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Markevius, the number four real R-E-A-L, Facebook, Markevius Faulkner and Markevious Faulkner too. Uh, it's just cause I've been on Facebook so long. You you, you run got out a lot of
0: friends, you popular. You run out You're of popular.
1: yeah, you gotta get create another one. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on there. You can also find me on like iTunes, all those digital download uh, platforms where my music is on there as well.
0: Listen, um, I just want to say thank you again. I, I, I mean, and, and I think we'll do some more conversations down the road. But my heart and my intention, as I told you already, is to encourage uplift, and inspire. And listen, if you are not encouraged from this conversation, if you are not uplifted and inspired, I literally have goosebumps on my skin because the goal was set and I really believe we met that intention. Markievich, you are an amazing human being and I know that this is only the beginning of your school, of your artistry, of your craft. I cannot wait to see all the great things that you are doing. Don't forget he has a vocal exercise tape that you can get on there and also follow him on Instagram. He gives great tips. And if you have kids out there, if you are an adult, if you want to learn how to play, if you want to learn how to produce, if you want to learn how to sing, I have taken vocal lessons from Mark Evans and he knows I'm on my way back, Um, but he is the real deal. And for a lot of you singers and artists out there, you need a vocal coach. You need a vocal coach. That is one thing I have learned. At some point, you need a vocal coach. You don't know everything. You need somebody to help you be better. But I just want to say thank you to everyone, Markevious. It's been a pleasure, and we will do this again.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Listen, y'all, it has been a pleasure. We had technical difficulties, but I think the biggest lesson in all of that, no matter what, don't give up don't stop, don't quit. When you face stumbling blocks, when you hit roadblocks, that is just only telling you to keep going. You are closer to the blessing. You are closer to the goal than you think you are. And I don't know who needs to hear that tonight, but this show is just to remind you that you are closer to the blessing than you think you are. And as my friend Colin and Markevious just said, yes. God is big and God is global. So I will see you all next week uh, with another special guest, the artist of and you all have a great week and stay warm out there. Take care everybody. I love y'all. Don't nobody else tell you I love y'all. And just take a listen to this great commercial.
2: Have you always wanted to learn to play an instrument, write a song or work with a vocal coach? Melodic Minds Music Academy is more than your average studio for beginner and professional music lessons. Here at Melodic Minds, we strive to use music as a vessel to build self-confidence, respect, and discipline to help our students accomplish their goals and dreams. For several years, Melodic Minds has created a culture that fosters artistic creativity. We teach aspiring musicians, songwriters, performers, and singers of all ages and learning capacities. Visit us at www.melodicmindsmusicacademy.com Click enroll and start perfecting your craft today.